1: Welcome in. Happy Monday. Hope the weekend was good. It's the happy hour, 937 the ticket, the Nick Sainert, no Rico today. So Nathan Brennan joining me. What's up, Nate?
0: What up, what up? It's a great day to uh it's a great day to be a Husker. It's a great day to be a hokey. Things are going well. Yeah. Well, it's a great day to be a Husker, I suppose. Let's we'll just keep it. Up it guys. is because I I have decided officially that I'm claiming that game against Purdue is a win for it's Nebraska. A win. Okay. I think that the Big Ten should be sued. I think that someone needs to be held accountable because that was egregious. And I don't know if you saw now, too. Uh, I will go ahead and rightfully say the F word belongs to Purdue they Ooh. are a fraudulent program. I, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I'm not. You going see, there they're yet. now number one in the country. Yeah, I did. That is not well, a number one team in the country. now here's the thing. That is not a number one team in the country.
1: I think. I think a little. There's a little credit where, where credits due. You got to give it where it's due. They're a good team. Um, they are a good team. They're a good team. They have a double digit win against Gonzaga on a neutral site. They have a double digit win against Duke. They have a win against Marquette. A road win against West Virginia. They uh, they beat. I mean, they beat Florida State on the road, which Florida State yeah. test them. They're not very good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they're better than what we thought when Nebraska played them. Purdue or Florida State yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Now here's the deal. All I'm saying they've beaten everybody on their schedule.
0: They're a good team.
1: They've beaten everybody on their schedule. I'm not saying
0: they're not a good team.
1: They are fraudulent because that is I not think, a number one team I, in the country. Well, I mean you have at to kind all. of you, you put them at number one because they're undefeated right now. I like, put why. UVA at number one to be honest. With okay. You. okay, okay, that's understandable. And I and it pains me to say yeah, that. Yeah, but I think well, Virginia is the best team I, in I the think, country. Here's the thing. I, I think also there's there needs to be a little credit given to Nebraska because agreed they played well they did they played well and they kind of they they may have now now they missed a lot of opportunities they should have hit free throws they had four four chances to to take a lead at the end of or near the end of overtime like they had shots they had chances they but did i think they also had a a tough tough out with the ref
0: i i think that yes they had chances but you also have to look at the the reality of the situation is that nebraska is not as good of a team as Purdue. No, Simply put, no, they're not as good of a team. Thing, exactly. And for you to end a game like that against a team like Purdue, uh, it's just it's just bad. Yeah. All the way around, it's just
1: bad. <laughs> 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, wow. starter helmet. Starter, <laughs> starter Heyman text line. Hate it. Um, over the weekend, I shaved my beard. I know, I see that. It. I, I mean, I'm not going to leave it. I don't want to make you a like big it? deal out of it. I don't. I do it twice a year just to... Just to have it grow back I mean I'll take three days Or whatever And I'll grow back But You don't like um, it So I feel like I feel like I actually Join the club Actually look 21 I the double chin comes out way more. It's way more noticeable when you have no beard. So mm-hmm. I need to grab it. Come a on, join I mean, the club. Why nope, not? We can be the no shave brothers around the, the, the station. The stubble, the stubble is already back, so we're okay. Um, once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda and Hotline, Sardarhamma Text Line. We're gonna open things up. We have uh, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joining us here in about fifteen minutes. Um, but let's go ahead and open it up right to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. I do want to continue off the conversation a little bit, Nate, uh, of that we had during the the the, spillover, the crossover during yeah. the water cooler. But let's go to Dave on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Dave,
2: what's up, man? How's it going? Hey, you made a you made a great point about the the wide receivers of getting Trey Palmer. Mm-hmm. You know, you had twenty five wide receivers on your wa- on your roster, and you've got to go out and get. Palmer in Washington, that doesn't say much for your development. Mm -hmm. And look at another thing here. You had 150 guys in your roster last year, and only about 47 or 48 ever saw the field. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just not good. Development's been bad. I mean, how many guys right now from the Riley and Frost era are playing like more than 40 or 50 snaps in the NFL? Not very many. The only one that still makes a lot of headlines still is Lamonte David of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Yeah, you know, but uh, well, I want to, I want to say something about Purdue. You gotta, you gotta give credit to Purdue. I mean, look, a lot of times your big men like uh, Zach 80, they make stupid fouls. You know, when the guy's going up against him to score, he was pretty smart. And for a guy to play 43 minutes and not get in foul trouble, that's pretty good. But look, Nebraska, you got to give credit to Purdue again. I mean, when Zach Eddy was double teamed, he threw the ball out to the, the three-point line, and Purdue made the shots, and they were open. Now, why was Nebraska only playing another six foot ten guy, William Breidenbach, and Blaze Kida, 6'11, only two minutes apiece when you got a center like that coming in? They didn't do anything to stop that, but if Purdue doesn't make those shots, that's different. But, hey, Nick, the same foul was called in the Creighton and BYU game yeah. where the guy for BYU tried to grab his arm. Now, maybe that's what the refs saw that, uh, you know, Wiltshire was going to do. He grabbed his arm. You, you can see that. Maybe that's why he called the foul. But it didn't have to come down to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Wilson and Greasel should have shot better than two for 20 from the field.
0: Yeah. You know. yeah. Well,
2: so, but give 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 credit to Zach Eighty. A lot of times your big men get into foul trouble, and he didn't do it. So, hey guys, thanks for taking my call.
1: Appreciate it, Dave. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, calling in, man. Um, okay, let's touch on basketball really quickly here. I understand that that Wilcher grabbed his arm. I understand that in the in the late stages of games that we want touch fouls to be called to a certain extent because if you're the losing team, if your team is losing as a fan, you want to be able just to tap a guy and send him to the line so the clock stops quicker. I get that. But I, f- I feel like nowadays, and especially in recent months, and this is not just against Nebraska. I'm not trying to make this a "oh woe is Nebraska" kind of discussion. But I think referees are making a lot of calls out of anticipation. Bingo, and, and that's what that and, and was. And that's the problem because that's, what that at, was. that's when you begin to cross the line into you are deciding the game. You are putting the ha- the the outcome of the game into your hands, and, and and you're playing a way bigger role in this than you should be. That, that that's that's how it is and, and that's just once again it's not a woe is nebraska specific kind of discussion but it's it's frustrating and once again that's why i prefaced it with nebraska had opportunities they did they, they had opportunities. trust who they did cj
0: wilcher not having a single point exactly. is a big reason of you losing that game exactly but you also got to realize to your point nick if nebraska would have been given that steal Purdue had one guy back. Mm-hmm. You had a three-on-one, you would have scored, and Purdue might have made a shot, I don't know. Yep. Also, I want to make a counterpoint to the one thing that he said uh, about uh, Keita and yes. Brianbach not I, playing. I did too. Zach Eady scored the least amount of points that he scored all game. Yeah. Nebraska held him to 11 points. So would you like to see Keita and Breidenbach on the court more? Probably, but if what you're doing is working, stick with it. Well, and, and they, If he was balling out and he I was wanna... scoring a ton of points, they would have put him in held him to eleven. That's about That's all thing. you could possibly ask for. Well,
1: and and here here we are once again, and and I think there's a lot of people um, that that consistently watch Husker basketball that will agree with me on this, and I know you will too, Nate. Derek Walker may be one of the most underrated p- players in the entire country. I'd agree with that. Uh, Underappreciate maybe not underrated, but underappreciated players. I'd agree with that. This, this guy is six foot ten on a good day. On and, a good day. On a good day. Think think about how much his game has grown. In his time at Nebraska, number one. I mean, this, this season, we're, be, we're seeing Derek Walker finish at the rim better than we've seen a big be able to finish at the rim in a very long time. Yeah. And handle the ball. Handle the rock. And think about the three guys that he was, he was tasked with facing this week. Ryan Kalkbrenner, and he shut him down. I mean, there were memes of basically Derek Walker holding Ryan Kalkbrenner like a baby. And that's, that, those that's are accurate. Like. Those are accurate. Ryan Kalkbrenner was shut down on last Sunday against, or two Sundays ago now, against Nebraska and against specifically Derek Walker. Then three days later, he's tasked with Trace Jackson Davis. And then three days after that, it's Zach Eady. I mean, th- those are three. I mean, but once again, that is what you're going to face That's in, the, the Big in, Ten. in the gauntlet of the Big Ten schedule. Right. Hunter Dickinson's not going to worry about who you just faced three days prior to right. him. He's, he doesn't care. But also, neither does Derek Walker. And here he is. I would also add that Blaze Cata, I understand he might not shine in the, in, the stat, in, the, in the scoring column, but we've also seen Blaise Cata grow quite a bit in this season. Through the six games that we didn't have Derek Walker, he was able to step up and at least provide a little bit of help. Down low, both offensively and defensively. Like there was, there's a reason Blaze Keita was the number one JUCO big man coming out of of junior college in the in the portal rankings last season. And Nebraska, frankly, was kind of lucky to hold on to him. As bad as their season was last year, they were there was there was a push from a lot of teams for Blaze Keita But here he is. He played some big minutes, but I'm not sure. I'm I, not I, sure we can blame Derek Walker for
0: Zach Eady on Saturday
1: because Zach Eady also was held in shit. I don't
0: even think we're saying blame uh, Zach Eadie. I think, and that's where I appreciate the call for, from Dave, oh, but I, I really don't agree at all because Zach Eadie, I want to reiterate, that was the least amount of points that he scored in a game all mm. season yeah. was that game. And... What, were the rotations successful every time? No. You left a, a open some three-point shots that that went in for Purdue, and I think that was a big part of them able to grow that lead. They were up by, what, 14 at one point? I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, a was, big part of that yeah. was they were kicking it out and hitting their open threes. But in the grand scheme of things, me and Strick talked about this, and we'll talk about it on the block. If Purdue's hitting their shots and they're hitting their three-point shots, go out that way. It's exactly. fine. You know what? You yeah. beat us. Don't go out by Zach Eady, and I can truthfully say that I think Nebraska did not let Zach Eady beat them. That's why you're okay with the loss. Like I, I would also add Sam Griesel,
1: If you want to talk about two culture changers within a program, it's Derek Walker and Sam Griesel. Absolutely, culture changers. Absolutely, not not just game changers, but long term. How you want to run a program over the next couple years. Sam Greasel and Derek Walker. Sam Greasel didn't light up the the scoring column on sa- on Saturday. He was also coming off two and a half days prior to that. He was in really bad shape, really bad shape. And here we are in the second half, and that that man is diving he's on di- the floor. I was about to say he's sacrificing his body. And and I I, I will tell you this: he's also not a hundred. He was not a hundred percent on no, Saturday. No. And so when you talk about that's a guy. That the young guys like Blaise Keita, like Denim Dawson, Jamarcus Lawrence, um, Ramel Lloyd Jr., who's redshirting, those, when, when they see a guy like that, they understand what the, although it might not be win a national title, what the expectation is or is going to be or what it is now for Nebraska men's basketball under Fred Hoiberg, under Ernie Ziegler, Err Ziegler. And and Adam Howard
0: with Nate Lenzner, especially against a, like team, that's like who it is. Against a team like Purdue. Against a team like Purdue, you are never going yes. to be more talented than a team like Purdue. I'm sorry, but that's the reality no. of it. You can work harder than Purdue. Exactly. You can play harder than Purdue. You can be more physical than Purdue. And I think that's what Nebraska did. And, and truthfully, I'll tell you, Nick, it makes me excited for the rest of the season. Well, no, no. So here's what
1: I'll say: excited. The, the Indiana game, I want to take with a kind of a grain of salt Absolutely. because. You're on the road at Assembly Hall. You're coming off of a big emotional win, which which can be difficult. And, and I'm not you don't trying have to have one of your best players on the floor. I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm not trying to make excuses or cut them slack. And be like, you know what? You know, it's okay. They just beat number seven Kansas, so you know they can take a step back. I'm not trying to say that. That's not what I'm getting to at all. So please don't don't twist my words. But I think it was understandable that without once again a culture changer on the floor we know the in a in a, in a hostile we environment know how it goes now yes and once again i would like to add that a guy that went off for double digit points against for for indiana i can't i'm blanking on his name had hit like he was like two of 17 from three the entire season so far so and that's gonna sometimes happen. you're gonna lose like that and, and trace jackson davis and just the best players in the country yes, triple double are going to get theirs are going to get theirs it's the same thing that we saw from Bryce McGowan's last year when Nebraska would lose by twenty five Bryce McGowans is still going to get his he's still going to get his, his but you're 20, lose by 25. you 're still going to lose by twenty five that's what's different about that last season's team and this season's team is that you it's have you, you you're it 's a different identity and it's guys being bought in
0: and that and that's what you should uh, appreciate as a Nebraska fan too because I think even though they're losing – and even – we can talk about the close losses last year too because I don't want to talk about the blowout losses because that's going to happen this year and it happened last year. Even the close losses look different. Like you said, you have a Sam Greasel diving on the floor. Exactly. You, you're shutting down one of the best players in the country to 11 points. It's a different look and it's a different feel. And, and truthfully, this is not a tournament team. No. It can be an NIT team. Well, There's uh, no doubt in my mind this team can make the NIT. And once again, going back to the whole culture discussion – you
1: you might not make, like we said, you might not make the NIT. You might not make the NCAA. But here we are with a staff under Fred Hoiberg mm. that he did something that he's not comfortable with and completely flip his identity 180. Mm-hmm. That that speaks a lot about what, what Fred Hoiberg wants to do here at Nebraska and, and actually, that he actually cares, which we can appreciate right out of a head coach in, in one of the bigger sports. And y- you sit here um, and, and you just – like now, you're at that point with Nebraska. Over the last three games, we've seen them come out with this tenacious, string, uh you know, just to suffocating type of defense. They're not like, a pushover. That's that's who they are now. They're and not a pushover because I, I remember I, I was driving back home from the Creighton game in Omaha last Sunday, and I was—I thought I was thinking to myself just while I was driving on the interstate, like, okay, now we saw it today, and that's great, but if we know anything about Nebraska. It's they they'll they'll play hard one game and then they'll have a major letdown. They might lose you know five six seven straight and then the season's off the rails and you never know what you're going to get. But here we are three straight games and if you want if you want to put stock in that Indiana game whatever, but so you could go two out of the last three. That was a wake up
0: call. Yeah, Big yeah, 10. That, like that's that fine. was a wake up like, call.
1: You can you can have the two of the last three. That now, here they are, this is how they are going to play. They're not a pushover. Like this is the, no. It's not a fluke that they are, their identity is now defense first and we're going the, the to we're gonna win the ball game 52-48. to We're going to win the ball game. We're going to play physical. But, but now, on the flip side of that coin, as we wrap up this segment, on the flip side of that coin, that's where free throws become crucial. That's where finishing at the rim becomes more important. That's when not turning over the ball is is Dire. Also, just open shots.
0: Yeah, exactly. How, how many open shots? Like, exactly. y- if you're going to win the Big Ten against a team like Purdue, you got to hit open shots. Yeah, you got to hit open shots. And so I, I think I think there's once again, it's
1: fun to cheer for this team. Absolutely, it's it's enjoyable to be a Husker fan. I get their six and five. I understand that, but it's easy to cheer for this team when it fits kind of the Nebraska-like, listen, Nebraska, you're not going to be the most talented team on the floor night in and night out. Penn State, hell, Penn State just went on the road at Illinois and beat them by double digits at Illinois, and now um, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the Illinois coach. Illinois coach is calling out his, his entire program, his entire team, for not having leadership. Like, this is what the Big Ten is. You're not going to be the most talented team. But if you're able to force guys into tough shots, you're able to force turnovers. You're able to have that extra effort, like we've seen from Sam Greasel, like we've seen from Emmanuel Bandamel, like we've seen from Javon, Jawan Gary. The efficiency from from Gary has been off the charts this year. Once again, you might be able to steal some, and be that team that, at the end of the year, when Creighton's looking at a bubble or looking at making the NCAA tournament, at the selection show, it's yeah, that loss against Nebraska really hurts them. That mm-hmm. loss against uh, Purdue only beat Nebraska by three points, that might knock them from being a one seed to a two seed. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it's those kind of discussions that Nebraska has a part of, and, and th- there's definitely some excitement, I think, swirling around this Nebraska program because we don't expect any staff changes coming up. I mean, unless, unless things completely go off nice. the rails. That
0: would be nice. If, if, I mean, Not make when, that when, you, a talking when, point Yeah, when you, when you
1: talk about continuity and consistency within the, uh, the basketball program, you finally have uh, Ramel Lloyd Jr. who you redshirted. You decided to redshirt. You have Denim Dawson who's getting playing time. You have Jamarcus Lawrence who's getting playing time. Wilhelm Breidenbach is healthy this year. A lot of people are going off about Wilhelm. I would just say sit tight because that man was not healthy at all last year, didn't play, and it's basically his first year, first mm-hmm. full season. Um, and he's hit some big shots against Creighton, against Purdue, um, and now we're seeing the k not only offensively come come alive but also defensively, so mm-hmm. – I would just say kind of sit tight and just keep keep showing out for, for Husker hoops. Let's take a break. we got Steve Mark, a good friend of mine, and, and the show coming up next of Inside Nebraska Talk Husker Football and Basketball. We'll do
0: that coming up next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.